and welcome to Fulcrum Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Episodes will typically be uploaded every Monday and any changes to that schedule will be posted on our Twitter and TikTok at Fulcrum Pod and on Instagram at Fulcrum Podcast. So be sure to follow us on any of those for previews and information about upcoming episodes. Hi, my name is Sage. You can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Sage Sandula and I use she, they pronouns. Hi, my name is Claire and my pronouns are she, her. You could find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Claire Cruz. And today we're discussing episode five of The Mandalorian. Um, you may have noticed we didn't have an episode last week. And I did tweet that, or actually Claire tweeted that we are not, no, I tweeted it, that we're not having, that we weren't having an episode, we weren't speaking to each other because I wouldn't tell Claire about my controversial Mandalorian opinion. I don't, that's not actually the case. We just didn't record an episode last week. No, that is the case, actually. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. I Um, literally told you that I would tell you some of my controversial opinions as a trade. The thing is, is is my, it's not even, I don't even think it's controversial, to be quite honest. But my opinion about something in this season of The Mandalorian is going to upset specifically all of our friends. So, <laughs> okay, well, uh, I also have opinions that would upset all of our friends. Okay, <laughs> this is different. I, I feel like we, I think we should talk about the episode and then at the end, we should just like say a bunch of controversial things. Okay, stay tuned for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason people listen to this podcast is to listen to us be rude people. <laughs> it's not even rude, it's just like I should have made stickers. Okay, so I have Girl Boss of the Week stickers for anyone who's going to be at Celebration. Come find me. But I should have made stickers that say we're rude people. I was going to say you should have made stickers. I think I have a screenshot of it, of the comment on your live stream that was like... Are you guys <laughs> rude people? Well, that one, but also the one that was like, you should change your pronouns to <laughs> them because you're not she, little bro, or whatever. <laughs> it was you're not her. <laughs> or not her, little bro. Oh my god, I was laughing so hard. That was hilarious. I um, heard that on all my stuff. <laughs> we should go live again. We I need think to, we should. We, we should start going live more often. <laughs> well, stay tuned for... We need to get our TikTok to a thousand followers. That's what I was going to say. So we have to do the like, the, the like shared live stream, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who knows? TikTok might be getting banned. So... Yeah, so stay tuned. We'll go live somewhere. Instagram live. We'll, we'll be there. Oh we will not be on Instagram live. <laughs> um. Anyways. Our getting into like 10 followers anyways. <laughs> I don't think anyone would be tuning in. I forget that we... I don't even think I'm logged into the Fulcrum Instagram. I literally only post the episode covers and nothing else. Maybe I should start shit posting on it. Please don't, because I think my mom follows it, so. (laughs) Your mom also follows me, though, on my private Instagram. (laughs) Um, Anyways, (laughs) The Mandalorian. Episode 5, it's called... The Pirate. Pirate. The Pirate, I think, yeah. So true. Oh my gosh, how did I not know that? I love pirates. Um, Anyways... This episode was actually really good. Mm-hmm. I was like really into it. Yeah, I really liked this one. The whole time I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot that I actually really like this show. 
That's crazy because me too. I know. I I stopped. I being- like I've liked all the episodes this season except the one last week, which I didn't necessarily dislike. It was just really short and like not much happened. Okay, yeah, I liked it. I didn't remember what it was about until you told me right before we started recording. <laughs> <But> it- <laughs> like the little dinosaur guys. I call everything a dinosaur. They weren't really dinosaurs. They kind of were. They were like pterodactyls. Speaking of dinosaurs, next episode is directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh my god, so true. So, anyways, when how are we going to record? I'm going to be in London. Okay, well that seems like a you problem because I'm just going to be around. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> you know, the, it could be easily solved if you were going. It could be easily solved if you weren't going. Not true. Anyways, I'm going to be there repping the podcast. Okay, well, I'm going to be here being a full-time student, so. Good for you. Couldn't be me. Anyways, um, how did this episode start? Um, It started with, I think it starts on Navarro, where the pirates show up, and they're like, you killed some of our people, so we're going to destroy your planet. And Grief Karga is like, no, I'm going to call the New Republic and be like, please help. I don't think anything happened before that. I may have skipped something, but it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, so then he calls the New Republic and they're like, they're like, we can't oh. do anything, actually, <laughs> um, because they're kind of literally the most incompetent people ever. And I mean, cutting them some slack, they literally just formed like they just formed this entire governing system for a galaxy like an entire galaxy um which is like trillions and trillions of people so you know it's they're trying um but what's the guy who's what's the main guy's name the main republic new republic oh teva teva yeah so he's like hey can i get some help he goes to coruscant and that girl is there everyone's obsessed with I don't remember her name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What's her name? Aliyah Kane. Also, okay, I just have to say it again. Coruscant is not the capital of the New Republic. No, it's not. <sighs> not that anyone would know that from, like, watching this show, because they only ever go to Coruscant. And I'm like, Mon Mothma did not work her ass off for you to forget that Chandrila is the capital. But anyway. Um, it's strange to me pause is it is transil tra- i'm not saying that word is that planet in the hosnian system no because after mon mothma steps down as chancellor the new chancellor was from hosnian prime or whichever planet ended up being the new capital because the way the new republic works is that like where the chancellor's home planet is the capital so there's not like one capital just oh. kind of interesting that is really interesting still, like the like center of a lot of stuff because Coruscant's also like closer to the like center of the galaxy as much as there is a center but yeah it's fully not the capital but they're there anyways (laughs) and the girl is there and she is absolutely she's definitely still working from off Gideon we know yeah this and she is um like talking shit I don't remember exactly what she was saying though (laughs) <laughs> to be she was basically like, 
don't you think that maybe because because navarro is not like a member of the new republic she's like don't you think that maybe if we let their planet get destroyed they'll learn their lesson and then he's like that's a really imperial way of thinking and then the other guy's like you're out of line i'm like no he's no he's actually not like that is a fascist viewpoint and he was like standing up to that anyways um they don't the new republic doesn't end up helping navarro in their time of crisis um and then he what's his name again Deva. <laughs> it's just he he um <laughs> sick roof helps pod race reference oh my god i can't believe he was in the mandalorian <laughs> um tells goes to goes to the place where all the mandalorians are hmm does that have a name it's just a covert right now no that it's been named yet okay i mean i guess they left anyway so it doesn't really matter anymore right 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 um well he was there he was like hey mando remember that time i helped you out bud like help me out i'm just letting you know your friend grief karga is like in some serious shit uh and din was like thanks for letting me know please leave um also the way that he was like oh i served in the rebellion with one of your <laughs> with one of the people here and now everyone's like looking around and it's fucking r5 i'm telling you guys rebellion hero r5 like he literally no, we love sacrificed himself so that r2 could, could save the rebellion <laughs> absolute icon um anyways and, and then you best star wars novel if we're being real okay anyways <laughs> i'm joking the, but like also i'm not i'm obsessed with that book okay mute yourself no the empire yeah. back one it's fine but a new hope so good um yeah what if i told you i haven't read either of them that's okay okay have you at least read okay there's like there's like a few stories you like have to read you have to read eclipse which is one of bray organa yeah i haven't read that one you have to read by whatever sun which is written by me um it's about miara lardy oh right no i have read that one actually i have read that one um who no one else has ever written right Um, and i miss because ramus antilles is my club but it's not actually that important um but anyway point is stand from a certain point of view moving on um the then the mothma one is good too okay anyway god okay din jarin (laughs) mandalorian he is like okay guys let's have a little meeting and they do and it's a slay meeting i like how they're like like how their system of speaking to the clan is that's really cool um so Din is basically pitching them going to Navarro to relieve the planet of the pirate situation. And by relieve, I mean they're going to kill all the pirates. So true of them. Um, and then and then Paz Vizla comes up and you're like, damn, he's about to start talking some mad shit. So okay, it's so funny because I was watching the episode. And whoever's like, does anyone else have something to say? And I was like, Paz Vizla's about to open his mouth. I know. And then he's like, oh, I was like, God, shut up. I and knew. He actually was like, 
I agree. But he had to do it in the most annoying way possible. So I was like, I don't even care. Like, can you shut he up? He really played, though. That speech was really good, actually. He was like, we are Mandalorians. And I was like, oh, my God. Wait, I forgot the show. It's about Mandalorians for a second. It's so true. Um, Paz Vizla is the kid in his- in your, like, high school history class, though, who's like, not to play Paz- devil's advocate. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing with Paz Vizla. It's like, every time he, like, the scene where he, like, this is further ahead in the episode, but where they're, like, fighting the pirates and he, like, jumps in and he, like, shoots them all. I'm like, this is just embarrassing when you know that, like, John Favreau literally wrote this for himself. Like, <laughs> that's so embarrassing. <laughs> Anyway, no comment. <laughs> um, anyways, they end up going to Navarro, and there's this huge space battle. Well, it's not a space battle; it's not space, but it's in the air. There's this huge air battle with all the Mandalorians on their jetpacks, and there's like um, an equal amount of Bo and Din flying around and shooting the ships and stuff and also these mandalorians on the ground and i thought that that sequence was very well directed i was like wow this is actually like keeping my attention the whole time and we've talked about space battles on this podcast and how we literally don't know what's going on and don't care but this one like this battle was actually very well directed and it and it was because there was like a happy medium of what they were showing um, and I thought the dialogue was also very well written, which is not usually something that I have to say about this show. So this is, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, but it was a long battle, but it held my attention the whole time. So that was that was good. I also, though, watched this in the morning and I had gotten a um, that show we're not talking about spoiler. And so I was like, OK, like this needs to hurry up. I need to go watch that other show. See, the thing is that as I was watching this, because Sage was like 30 minutes ahead of me. So like they were starting the other show while I was still watching this one. So I was like splitting my attention between watching this really long battle and receiving text messages from Sage that were scaring me so bad. I was, Um, okay, I was freaking out. It was not good. (laughs) Me too. But I was like behind. So I was like, Sage, I'm trying to watch the Midmore. Um, over here, like I liked the part where the armor was hitting people with hammers. That was really good. I really, I like, I love when Mandalorians. Actually, really, any anyone in Star Wars uses different methods of fighting that aren't just using blasters yeah. or lightsabers. Love a good lightsaber duel. I really do. But we've seen so many. <laughs> any sort of like hand to hand combat in Star Wars, or like. Yeah, a weapon that's not a lightsaber or a blaster. I'm like, yes, more of this, more of this. Because it's yeah. just, like, more interesting. I'm like, It really is. I, like, two people shooting at each other is not intriguing to me at all. Like, I don't need to see it. Yeah, no, the, like, well, I Star Wars is, like, very Western. Like, it is a Western most of the time. And so they always have these, like, blaster duels or, like, who shoots first. And I'm like, okay. Love a good cowboy, but can we move on? Um, and so yeah, that was a really that was a cool scene. The armor is warming up to me. I wouldn't say I like her. Um, but see, I the main reason I disliked her before this was because in the book of Boba Fett, when she was like, Bogatan Crease is a cautionary tale, and it's literally her fault that Mandalore got destroyed because she didn't win this sword the proper way proper quote-unquote um 
but now she's kind of moving past that because they're like in a relationship now so I'm she's really been growing on me this season um but yeah then they're like they're beating the pirates they win I don't know that battle was so long but like point moral of the story they won um but then that the green pirate guy Gorian whoever was like okay well I'm going to just destroy the town anyway but then they like shoot the ship and they win um and then the people of Navarro and like Grief Cargo are like thank you Mandalorians for like saving us and now we're gonna give you some land so you can like come back and live on this planet and not have to worry about like being killed and not have to hide anymore because that's the whole thing is like they are forced to live in like caves and like underground tunnels and whatever so now they get to like have an actual place to live um also navarro which they were hiding on before like in season one so it's really like it was a full circle moment and i was like wait that's actually really good writing like that's actually very cool um and then we get to my favorite part of the episode where (laughs) first of all i was laughing so hard when bogotan's like standing there and then paz vizsla walks up to her and he's like the armor wants to speak with you and i was like okay um and then she goes down and she's like standing by like the old forge that they had used back when they were living on navarro and they talk about it a bit um and then she's like take off your helmet and i was like what are we doing right now i was like i was yelling guys you have no idea my roommate is so lucky that they were not in the room at all wednesday morning because first i was like screaming at the mandalorian and then i was like sobbing at the other show like it was not a fun time to be around me um but yeah she's like take off your helmet and i was like are they about to get married because i think that i think my personal belief is that like within the children of the watch when you if you're married to someone you can like see them without their helmet on um so i was like oh my god this is a marriage proposal it wasn't but like wasn't it though um and then she's like first of all she was like take your helmet off and then she was like um and then she's like do you respect my station and invoked her was like yeah and I was like this is literally the plot of fan fiction like I've read this on AO3 I swear um <laughs> not to talk about rough day but this is not the plot of the first <laughs> yeah. rough day rough day by acclaimed author Timothy Zahn that's why he's not going to celebration is because everyone would just want to ask him about rough day and also like he's writing the sequel mm, yeah <laughs> so um uh, anyway but yeah and then she's like you you've walked both ways so like you will be the one to unite mandalore um thank you so much armor but also i've literally been saying that bo is the one who should unite mandalore like for years now so credit please um i it was my idea first but anyway and then she's like so you're gonna go and like round up some other mandalorians which better mean Sabine Wren because I swear to god if I don't see her next week and also I need her in Bo-Katan's reunion because my literal favorite bo scene is a scene between the two of them um and so and then they like walk out and she like still has her helmet off and everyone was like oh my god she's so hot like you know that's what everyone was thinking well let's be honest also thank god because I was like if you guys gave her a new wig just for her to not take her helmet off the rest of the season maybe I'll be a little upset about it um and then she's like, Bo-Katan is going to go. It's time to go back to our home world. Like, all that stuff. Um, things I have to say about this scene. I really like this idea because um, it's true that, like, while Bo-Katan was kind of, like, invited into the Children of the Watch, that was never, like, 
her way and it was never her like beliefs and so I like that the armor is like you don't have to adhere so strictly to all the things that we are choosing to believe in that doesn't mean we're not going to support you though in like your journey um and also the acknowledgement that like their way isn't the only way because like in the past they've kind of been like if you don't follow our creed like we're not going to support you and like that's why they didn't support Bo-Katan's rule initially was because she didn't like win the dark saber in combat so like you're not the rightful ruler and then that's why all that stuff happened um but now they're kind of being like okay yes maybe you don't agree with us on literally everything but like it's fine because you're clearly the person who is who's most likely to be able to get the support of all the other Mandalorians who maybe wouldn't want to follow us um but they're also willing to be a part of like the new the new Mandalore so to speak like once they all go back they are not going to continue living off in exile or like separating themselves out from the other Mandalorians um which I think is cool and slay and I also again would like to see Sabine Wren so let's make that happen um anyway then they're like oh then we cut to um Teva out in space being like hey there's a ship out here okay tell me why I saw that ship destroyed and I was like oh my god the Zillow beast anyway I Claire I know because (laughs) I'm so sorry not to talk about the Bad Batch, but when the Zillow Beast was in the Bad Batch, that was, like, exactly what happened, was they found, like, an abandoned, like, freighter. Um, and also, like, the day before, I had been talking about the Zillow Beast, and I am obsessed with the Zillow Beast, for anyone who doesn't know. So I was like, oh, my God, a Zillow Beast in the Just middle. because it's basically a dinosaur. No, that's not why. But, you know, I'm obsessed with it because the Zillow Beast arc of the Clone Wars is, like, my second favorite Clone Wars arc. Anyway. Um... But that's beside the point. I could do a whole Zillow Beast episode. Can we do Girl Boss of the Week on the Zillow Beast? Anyway, um, <laughs> I think that we should. Um, I submitted the Zillow Beast to the like Glove Shido account that Jay and Aria run. I was like, I DM'd them and I was like, do you think the Zillow Beast counts as a Glove Shido? Because if so, please post about it. But anyway, um, point being, the Zillow Beast was not there and then they they're like let's check it out um and then they're like oh this was the ship that was transporting Moff Gideon oh my god his body's not here whoa that's crazy I wonder if he like escaped okay we kind of knew this but then they're like oh what's that and there's like a fragment of like Beskar alloy like stuck into the wall and so they're like Mandalorians did this why um and I think that's where the episode ends mm-hmm. very true yeah well, we all know who put that Beskar there, so it's gonna. It be- was Moff Gideon. <laughs> like, yeah. he doesn't know. No, I'm like, guys, the people that genuinely believe a Mandalorian freed Moff Gideon, I'm like, why would any of them do that? Unless it was, okay, I was talking to my friend yesterday, and they brought this up, and I was like, I hate you, because if this was true, I'd be mad that, like, some of the Mandalorians, and by some, I mean- the clan saxon my number one enemy is like did side with the empire and i was like if i see a single saxon in this show i will turn it off i feel like they're i don't want to ever see them again they all die in tiber saxon died and um gar saxon but like we don't really know about anyone else okay well not (gasps) oh my god what if tristan wren is there next week Tristan Wren will not be in The Mandalorian. Stop! Why would you say that? 
He's too glup. He's too glup. Of the Amanda Morgan, though. He's Sabine's sister. And if they were having Sabine, they would probably have other people from Clan Wren, like Ursa Wren and Alric Wren and Tristan Wren. Okay. Well, oh, so much, guys. Anyways. Also, Sabine is literally looking for his boyfriend. So I think that he would want to be involved. Okay. Sabine is definitely going to be in the next episode. I'll literally scream and cry. Like, if I'm she's sorry. not, I'm going to be like, what are you guys doing? Like, this would be the perfect opportunity to have her in. Also, they announced her casting, like, I swear to God, like two years ago. Okay. Yeah. And now we're just waiting. Well, I'm so, sure they I'll will. cry when I see her. Like, she, aside from Bo-Katan Kreese, is my favorite Star Wars character ever. And she's so me. Mm-hmm. I love her so much. I have a feeling we're going to be getting uh, an Ahsoka trailer next week, or at least a teaser, um, because they literally released the teaser a whole year ago to people at Celebration in Anaheim. So in London, I'm sure that they will um, actually release it to the to the general public. Um, and if so, that really does line up with her with Sabine appearing in the Mandalorian. So also. Zeb was there, so oh my god, we didn't even talk about that. Are you kidding me, guys? Zeb Aurelios is the first member of the Ghost Crew besides Chopper, of course, who appeared briefly in Rogue One, Slay, to make it into live action. That's crazy. Which is so exciting because I was getting scared that he was not going to make an appearance because. Like everyone else in the Ghost Crew, Ghost Crew has either been like shown or referenced or like announced to be in the Ahsoka series, yeah. except for him. Right. And I was like, I know y'all are so scared of like doing the CGI for him, but like he looked good. He did look good. God, Jaro Tapal walked so that <laughs> live action. Talk to me about Jaro Tapal. Don't talk to me. Like flopped so that not as a character. I love him, but like. In terms of his appearance. Yeah. Well, anyways. Um, oh my gosh. Jedi Survivor comes out next month, right? It comes out in April. I don't know. I think it is. I don't have right. any way to play it, so I'm just gonna wait until other people play it and tell me what happens. Okay, I'll play it and then I will tell you everything that happens. <laughs> yeah, um, and I have to read Battle Scars still. I have it. It's like right I next bought it, and so now I'm like, okay, I have to read it. Again, yeah. like I really want to. I just have a mental block against reading right now. Me too. I, I, I just finished a Legends novel, though, so, like, I really need to... Do you need help? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> like, it was so... It was also, like, in a series and was not the first book, so, like, I only half knew what was going on. What book? Um, It was called Rebel Force Trapped. Oh, okay. About... No, okay. but the reason I read it is embarrassing, so you're just gonna have to look it up if you want to know what it's about, okay. guys. Well, it was okay. Like, it was fine. Okay. Make me be like, I should start reading Legends, though. Actually, yeah. the first Legends thing I ever read was a comic that I actually really loved. Because I've read a few Legends comics because some of them. I read this one. I don't remember. It was like Defenders of something Temple. Um, and Bo Katan was in it. And she didn't actually really do anything. Like, she literally was just there. But it was, but it actually ended up being about like, um, it was about this like little Jedi Padawan and this clone and they like became besties and they, it was so cute. I think anyway, maybe I should reread that. But point is, I read a Legends novel and it was scary. <laughs> I don't remember what we were talking about before this. Oh, we're talking about Zeb. 
Yeah, yes. the Mandalorian. That was crazy. I screamed. Awesome. At first, I'm I was like, oh my god, a Lassat. And then he started talking, and I was like, <laughs> Yeah. What a good time. I feel like Rebels, Rebel stands really, really won. Um, I think we just keep winning, though, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Every time there's a new cameo, it's, it's because it's literally something directly tied to Rebels. Yeah. So. yeah. It's a great time to be a Rebels fan. It really is. I think I'm going to reread A New Dawn. <laughs> I really love awesome. that book. I'm going to rewatch Rebels, but I'm rewatching everything right now. So I have to get it first. I'm watching The Clone Wars right now. And I forgot how just boring seasons one and two are. Because it's taking me so long to get through them. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. I skip these most of the time. <laughs> yeah. All in all, The Mandalorian this week really slayed. I really enjoyed it. So excited for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, next week is going to be... The expectations are very high. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about The Mandalorian? <laughs> I think we literally talked for like 20 minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, it was an action-packed episode and thus not much to talk about. Like. Mm-hmm. I feel like when there's a lot of action, like, it was good, though. Oh, pirates. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, it was a lot of, like, fighting and setup for things that will probably happen next week. I have opinions on, like, the armor's conversation with Bo, but I don't really want to share them, so I'm not going to. What does that mean? I just don't, I just don't think I'm a person, like, I personally am, like, hesitant to be like oh yeah the armor is changing because I'm like this entire time since season one she has been slandering Bo-Katan's name and adhering so tightly to this way and I understand like people and belief systems and traditions they change and that's why you know even in our world we have so many diverse religions but I don't know one episode okay anyways i mean they've been kind of setting it up but i don't know i'm still not a fan of the armor so yeah i just don't think i'm a person to talk about that in depth because i am not a part of any type of religion at the moment so do you want to know my controversial opinion i really do i really don't want to tell you (laughs) i want to know okay my apologies to all of our friends you guys I can't look at you while I do this. Oh, oh wait, God. how do I cover you up? How do I cover you? Okay, That's whatever. serious? No, I can't look at you. Okay. Um, apologies to <laughs> specifically. They just literally has their hand over their eyes right now. <laughs> specifically, apologies to to my lesbian friends. <laughs> oh, no. If you're about to say what I think you're going to say, I can't say it. I can't say it. I'll say it. No, say it. I only, I only have told one person this, um, because I literally can't share my opinion on the internet. I okay. I'll start with the light version. I'm sweating. I don't know if you could like Soft see the sweat coming onto my face. <laughs> okay. Let's just remember this is all fiction and none of it really matters. Oh, no, that's not. No. <laughs> that doesn't apply to some characters and situations. Um, well, I don't 
ship this armorer Bo-Katan situation. That's fair. Uh, Couldn't be me. Okay. I literally have been like talking to people that I've not really interacted with much on Twitter before because we started talking about Bo-Katan and the armor. Well, that's not the controversial opinion, but... No, I know. I know other people who don't ship it. Like, I don't care that much about them. I'm sweating. I can't do it, Claire. You're going to be mad. I feel like I already know where this is going, so... I feel like you right now. <laughs> okay. Where's my controversial? I'm I'm actually sweating. This is bad. I don't know why this is affecting me so much. Um, my controversial opinion is that I ship Bo-Katan and Dinjarin. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I don't it's not even that I like hate them as a ship. I'm just like, why like they don't have any romantic chemistry. Okay. I know that like Star Wars loves to create romances out of thin air and so I get why people were like oh I feel like they're gonna end up being together especially given who is writing this show. I don't even think that they're going to be together I just want them to be. (laughs) Don't I really don't I think that okay apologies to Din Djarin fans everywhere but she could do so much better than him anyway that's Mm -hmm. my I love him so much but like Girlie could literally do so much better. I couldn't make a list of people that she should date. She's in a poly with like 12 people right now. But none of them are readily available. Fennec Shand is literally just on Tatooine. Fennec Shand is busy. Okay, so is Bo-Katan, long distance. She's already in a long distance relationship with Ahsoka Tano. And by extension, like 12 other people that are also in relationship with Ahsoka When they were sitting like close to each, so close to each other, not leaving any mad actually i would like scoot away i was like oh they're bonding (laughs) so cute (laughs) i literally when i tweeted out that i had the like this controversy this opinion and that everyone was gonna stop talking to me noah literally texted me and he was like sage i need to know and i was like no, I can't tell anybody. And he was like, Sage, I literally don't care about Star Wars. Like, it means nothing <laughs> to me. And I was like, oh, oh wait, I forgot you were normal. <laughs> and then I um told him and he was like, that's it. That's your opinion. And I was like, yeah. It's just that yeah. I believed since the second her character was introduced that Bo-Katan is a lesbian and I will not be changing my opinion on that for any man. And that's okay. That's okay. Personally, I believe in Buy for Buy, Bo-Katan, and Din Djarin. Okay. Wow, that silence was really loud. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, thank you for listening to Fulcrum Transmissions. I fear that this will be our last episode ever because <laughs> Claire will not be speaking to me <laughs> ever again. <laughs> no, that's not like friendship ending. There are other like characters in ships that if someone was like, I ship them, I would be like, never speak to me again. Like what? Um, Luxoka, number one. Okay, well, that is different. That's literally the most disgusting ship I've ever heard in my life. Sorry. No, actually, I'm not sorry. If there are any Luxoka shippers listening to this, I'm not sorry. Like, I, what are you doing, genuinely? (laughs) Um, (laughs) sorry, I'm just seeing your tweet. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, the thing is that I was, that I found, that I found my Bad Batch ranking that I made, like, during season one like beginning of season one because I was looking for a TikTok I made around that time and I found it and I was like and I found that while I was looking for it and I was like wow wonder what my ranking is now 
And then I did it in my head. Okay, my guess. I'm going to guess your ranking. Oh, it's Bad Batch members only? Yes. Wrecker is number one. Yeah, okay. That that much is obvious. Okay. Omega's number two. No. Hunter's number two. What the fuck? Echo's number two? You're shitting me. Listen, I'm not an apologist of this character, okay? I think that he's shitty. Like, I think that he's a bad person. However. No. You're kidding me. Everything we stand for. Is it crosshair? I hate you. <laughs> How many times have we gotten on this podcast to talk shit about crosshair? Because he's a shitty person. Like, I I would never be like, oh my God, like a poor crosshair. I love him so much. But like in terms of as a character, also, I will freely admit to the fact that after I watched Clone Wars season seven, before the Bad Batch show was even like a thing, he was my favorite member of the Bad Batch. But then, no, stop, don't look at me like that. But then, also, that was like in 2020. So anyway, mm. point being, I think that he sucks, but. Do you want to know what mine is? Can you guess? Okay. Omega. <laughs> Echo. Yeah. Wrecker. Hunter. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm so Pet crosshair? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I feel like I'm a pretty open book about my feelings about the Bad Batch characters. Yeah. I genuinely... Oh no, my it's guess. my best kept secret, for real. Well, not anymore. Yeah, well, it's because his other fans... Are... It's the same way I feel about, like, Kylo Ren. Because, like, his other fans are crazy and scary. Mm-hmm. But, like, maybe if they ha- maybe if they were smart like me... <laughs> Just kidding. Um, anyway, yeah. My ranking is Wrecker, <laughs> Crosshair, yeah. Omega, Hunter. I don't know. Hunter and Omega. I just love them, like, the two of them. I do love Hunter. I remember, though, when Bad Match Season 1 was coming out, like, as it was coming out, and we all thought Hunter was going to die. Mm, I remember I was, those days. Mm-hmm. They were dark days. Yeah. Like, I was... I remember driving to work one day and having to pull over because I started sobbing so hard over the fact that I thought Hunter was going to die. Okay, I'm not even shitting you right now. That exact same thing happened to me. I was in the car and I was listening to music and I forget what song came on, but it was something about like losing someone. And I was like, this is really about Hunter when you think about it. Real. So true. God, it was harrowing. But, like, by God, it's literally, like, problematic in every which way. I really think that they killed because, oh, spoilers for the Bad Batch. Um, <laughs> Imagine that's how you find out died. Um, I, I really think they killed him because they're going to do a redesign. Maybe that's being too hopeful. Like, maybe okay, I'm being... See- if it was just his death, I would be like, eh. but it's the fact that Emery, like, is not. I can't. I can't think about it. I can't think about that right now. I literally remember. Okay. Remember when the Bad Batch episode one, season one, episode one came out and what's his face? Daniel Logan, the kid who plays Boba Fett. 
literally tweeted those pictures of him as a kid, but photoshopped the blonde hair. I think about this every day. I think about that every single day. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just like, uh, yeah, I'm like, again, I don't want to be too optimistic. I know. If they, the thing is though, is if they redesign okay this is this is the shit when I was rewatching season one <laughs> um unfortunately I had to do that um when I was rewatching season one the end the season finale I totally forgot that when Crosshair is talking to the the rest of the batch he is trying to get them to join the empire like mm-hmm. that was his whole deal is trying yeah. to get them to join the empire and he straight up says we're not like other clones we're, we're superior. superior yep that's so racist in so many different ways like that is so fundamentally racist and that's what the show is about exactly that's the thing is like because you can't like I see people being like oh you can like separate out like like critiquing and also praising the show I'm like but you can't though because the entire show is about how they're better than everyone else exactly and how they're white and the rest of their literal genetic copies are brown yeah okay so that's why I'm like Please, fucking God, can they just fix it? But no, I do love the idea of them working on the redesigns and being like, tech is too far gone. He's <laughs> fully a white man. They just need to, oh my gosh. Anyways, I really do think that this show has potential to be so good. It's set in one of the most interesting eras um, that we, one of the eras- it's that my favorite part of that era too. Like the, yeah. right after the Clone Wars, when the Empire is first rising into power, like, hello, that's why I love the Ahsoka novel so much is because it's like, when you first see the Empire starting to put down roots in like, innocent worlds. And right. like, that's exactly what the show is trying to be about. It's, it's like, it's an animation problem. It's also a writing problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, I just wish they would- switch out some writers in there thing is is they're going to make a season three like they yeah. we already know they're gonna have a season three and we didn't cover this season obviously but if they fix the batch and make them look like tomorrow morrison there could be a chance that we'll cover it yeah. i would be so down to i would be you know how great it would be to have this podcast be able to cover a show that's about a young girl oh like the things that i have to say about omega so much i have so much to say about her but I can't like yeah like I it's it's the show is at the point where it's impossible to separate that stuff out from the fact that like why are they white anyways love to have a little bad batch rant in our mando episode <laughs> it's okay it's the finale whatever it ended so we <laughs> had to get it all out thank you so much for listening to fulcrum transmissions please feel free to send us questions you can dm them to us on twitter instagram or tiktok also, if you have any girl bosses you'd like us to do an episode for, you can send them in as well. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd really appreciate it. Once again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye.